Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I am Meg Walter in studio today with Jake Nilsson. Am I Hi. saying it right? Nilsson. <laughs> yep, Jake Nilsson. Who is one of the, let's call you finalists on okay. Provo's Most Eligible, <laughs> yep. this last season that just concluded. Mm-hmm. Jake, thank you so much for joining me in studio here yeah, today. I'm so excited to be here. This I'm really, really excited awesome. to talk to you. Um, this season of Provo's Most Eligible was wild. Uh, for That's a good way to put it. <laughs> a lot of reasons. Uh, I was telling you as you walked in that compared to last season, which was, I assume, shot on an iPhone. <laughs> it was night and day. Um, I think both in terms of production quality and in terms of how serious those involved took it. So for let's sure. start with why you decided you wanted to get involved in this show and what did that process look like? Okay. So it started with my friend Cameron coming to me and saying he's a he's a bachelor bachelorette fanatic. The ABC. The actual show. Okay. So he said, let's do this. It'll be super fun. We'll get on the show together. Um, we both applied at the same time. He ended up not getting on the show, which he is still oh, to this day very bitter <laughs> about. <laughs> so what was the application process? There's three questions. They gave you three prompts that you had to answer and then a headshot. And okay. What were the, just, do you remember the three questions? I think one of the reasons why was, why do you think you'd be a good contestant? And my response was, because I think I'm the funnest person to be around. Okay. Which I still believe to this day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've kind of done everything as far as hobbies go. Okay. I've done basically everything. Cool. So I feel like I'm a really fun person to be around. Okay. And that was kind of my big selling point. And then after the initial application, there was actually two interviews that I had to go to. Mm-hmm. The first was all of the producers, so Remington and Carson Afton, Carson's wife. I'm blanking on her name right now. But I think there was like eight people in the thing. Colin okay. from the last season oh, was Colin actually was in the interview. I love so, Colin. <laughs> I know. I was very starstruck when I met Colin the first time, honestly. <laughs> Just because I honestly hadn't watched the first season at all. But had, I, had you watched, had you seen any of Noel's recaps? Yes. Okay. I love Noel. I was actually really happy with his first one because he completely just skips me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was sitting there holding my breath. I was like, oh no, what is he going to do? Sure. What is he going to do? And then he's like, oh, I'm just skipping this kid. I was like, oh. Last day. night, I had my husband read all of the YouTube comments mm-hmm. for the mental all. Yeah. Because I'm on it, and like yep. I was like, I, just, I need you to tell me <laughs> if there's anything like that I should know about, and sure. you know, because it's like it is. It's like, oh. <laughs> and when you participate in media, you're aware that mm-hmm. you're opening yourself up to criticism for sure. But it's still like for sure. Oh shoot! Yeah. But I really admire Colin for how well he's taken yeah. all of that criticism and kind of made it part of his brand. Definitely. Sorry. Go on. The other two questions. So the other, I'm trying to remember what the other two questions were. I think one was just, what do you like to do? And so that's when I told them all. I just listed bullet points. And what are those hobbies? Okay. Everyone knows that I'm an avid sneakerhead. Yeah. That's probably number one. I dance a lot, all kinds of dance. And are you trained or you just enjoy dance? I started dancing when I was 15, just hip hop, teaching myself. Yeah. And then as I got more into the musical theater world, I started taking jazz classes, ballet classes, contemporary classes, and then I've continued doing that all through my time at BYU. I rock climb several times a week. I love working out. I love singing. I was going to be a vocal performance major. Really? 
Yeah, I wanted to be an opera singer and really, really badly. Now you are... And now I'm an advertising major. Okay. Yeah, I started doing the vocal performance, getting into that, and just realized I was like, I don't love this as much as I thought I did. I hear that a lot with music, Yeah, people who study music. Yeah, because just being told you're going to be singing for eight hours a day. I was yeah. like, mm, and anytime no. your passion becomes your job, exactly, it becomes a little tricky. Yeah, for sure. So that was one thing. I just listed all of my hobbies, things I love. And then I can't remember what the third question was to save my life, but... That's okay. Yeah. Before we move on, dream mm-hmm. sneaker. Oh, okay. I have two. The first is the Jordan 6 Macklemore collaboration. Really? It's, yeah, the cactus green one, because there's three of them. Okay. So the cactus green one specifically. Macklemore, if you hear this, shoot me a What's text. the price point on that? About $30,000. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a little out of my price range. You're not going to you know? be wearing that to the grocery <laughs> yeah, store. No, yeah, okay. Not. And then the second one, it's the LeBron 15 Kith collaboration. Okay. It's the floral design. LeBron wore them at Fashion Week in 2017. Uh-huh. The moment I saw them, I was like, that's the sneakers. And those are about $1,500. So Oh, that's a little bit more a little obtainable. More, yeah, <laughs> just work hard together. Yeah. So. I saw you posted Yeezys last night. Are you a Yeezy fan? Yeezy is a very touchy subject for me. Oh, boy. I'm a very avid nike fan yeah and i hate adidas okay despise it okay just because you know the rivalry not because i think their designs are bad or anything but just out of pure rivalry okay you're a loyalist yeah very loyal but then i went to the sunday service this is gonna sound super cheesy i actually got to work there no way yeah so i had a friend who is a music guy and he got asked to be a production assistant. He's like, hey, I need some extra help. Incredible. So I got to be a production assistant on the Sunday service. And after that experience, it was one of the most spiritual experiences of my life. <laughs> That's what I, I heard. Was, oh, Not was, just from you. I was bawling yeah. my eyes out, like, just crying so loud. I was like, this is so touching. After that, I became a very avid supporter of Kanye West. Okay. Which is Probably another touchy subject, <laughs> but I decided at that point, I was like, I've got to buy a pair of Yeezys. And did you? Support it. I haven't bought any yet. Not yet. Because it's still, it's still, I'm just trying to ease it. Okay. So. You're coming to a point of acceptance. Yeah. Okay. Long tangent. Mm-hmm. Go in for a couple interviews. Yep. They decide they like you. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're cast? This was like kind of funny. I was dating a girl at the time. Oh, boy. Of, through the You're one of process. those. Yeah, well, we weren't officially dating. We were going on dates. Okay. And so we were, our relationship was developing. It was getting to that point where it's like, are we going to become exclusive mm-hmm. or not? Mm-hmm. And I told her that I had been cast mm-hmm. and wanted to know what she thought about it. She, of course, said, you know, this will be difficult for us. But, Jake, I think you should do what makes you happiest. Okay. And for me, when she said, you know, I'm going to put your needs before mine Mm -hmm. that just kind of sealed the deal so i actually wrote remington pulled my name from the show i pulled my name from the show see jake this is why we bring you in (laughs) no one would get to hear this story if we weren't doing this interview i told them before i wanted them to put it in an episode but they never did well you came to the right place i know here we are so i pulled my name actually and we started officially dating about a week into us dating remington messaged me and said Please reconsider. Okay. We would really want you on the show. I said, actually, I'm really good with where I am, but I love and support you guys. Like, go. Hope the season's great. Yeah. And then two days after that, the girl broke up with me. Oh, shoot. <laughs> so 
I was just distraught, of course. Yeah. Because I thought, you know, this was going somewhere. In that moment, the only thing that came to mind was just text Remington, text Remington. So I just shot Remington a text, said, hey, I don't know if this is okay, but some stuff changed in my life and I would love to be on the show okay. if it's still available. And he said, if you can be at our production meeting tomorrow, you're on. Okay. So, and that was when? She broke up with me May 11th. Okay. So. And filming started June? Yeah. So you had about, what, a month between casting mm-hmm. and filming. And then filming starts. And what was the time demand on that? How many hours a week? Where? Mm-hmm. How exhausting was it? Tell me. <laughs> so the elimination ceremonies took about five hours to film. We got there about 530 okay. to prep. And we were done usually around 9, 10-ish. So. And prep is hair makeup? We never did hair and makeup. The girls did. Okay. We were just there to shoot, have initial interviews, talk with Remington. We'd shoot stuff like just the guys in Remington. So any of that stuff. Okay. And Remington is the one doing the interviews. Remington would be in some of the interviews. We had three stations that would interview. So Remington would be at one with Carson, usually one of our awesome staffers, Sophie, and Afton. Afton's another one of the producers. Okay. They were at another one. And then... Jake and Kira were usually running a third one. And then Matthew, he was the head videographer. Mm -hmm. There was constantly stuff being filmed. So you were just kind of walking in a circuit. Yeah. The flower ceremonies, they took like, you know, four to five hours to film. And that was every Monday night. Okay. Then we would have the group dates. The group dates, which were like the big grades, those were on Wednesday. And then the team dates were on Thursday. So if you got the team date. And those were anywhere. Like the runway episode took us like three hours to film. Okay. So it was probably like 10 to 15 hours a week. Which is not a small amount. Mm -mm, Not by any means. Was that difficult? For me, it wasn't. Okay. For others? For others, I think there were. Yeah. Yeah. By week two, three, there was a couple guys that they had decided they weren't really interested in any of the girls. Mm -hmm. So they just were just kind of hanging out, waiting to be eliminated. Sure. So you're at these flower ceremonies or group dates Mm -hmm. or whatever, and you're on camera all of what? Two minutes. Yeah. What are you doing in all that downtime? At the flower ceremonies, that's the funniest part. So what they don't show, they show the girls, you know, sitting on the benches and stuff. But we were literally lined up behind the camera Mm -hmm. and we would go in. They would send us in every two to four minutes. Oh, wow. So when you're talking to the girls, all the other guys are listening to you. They're watching you. Oh. Yeah. So they, they showed, you know, they showed Matt in that one scene where Lauren and I are watching Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. They show Matt walk up. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people have asked me, like, wasn't that super awkward having him watch you like that? And what people just don't realize is that everyone was watching us all the time. So they were watching you, like, set up that spread, turn on the movie. You didn't sneak away to do that. There was, like... So that one specifically... I had set it up privately, and then I had come and taken Lauren, and we had gone upstairs. And so no one knew where we were, actually. That's why we got a little bit of extra time. And that's why a lot of the stuff that I did, like the carpool karaoke, I took Lauren in my Mm -hmm. car so Mm -hmm. we got to drive and, like, be away from it all. So that was kind of the big thing. I was just like, get away. away. Yeah, Yeah. sneak away whenever you can. Not being watched. So having all those people watch you, did you feel like it was hard to carry a genuine conversation? Yes and no. It was hard to get the initial feelings, mm-hmm. but I think that's, you know, just kind of dating in general. Yeah. You know, first date is always kind of weird. Even if you really get along with the person, there's always still kind of that you're trying to figure each other out. It was definitely a little bit more difficult on camera because I mm-hmm. felt at times, you know, be a, yeah, a little self-conscious, 
trying to be aware of what I was saying. Yeah. Didn't want to cross any lines, you know, whatever that was. But once Lauren and I kind of established our relationship, it was really easy. So one of the things that makes Provo's Most Eligible markedly different from The Bachelor mm-hmm. or The Bachelorette is that there's this space between dates and you can have contact with mm-hmm. each other in that space. So there's a lot that's not seen for mm-hmm. better or worse. I yeah. think as a viewer, it's a frustrating experience sure. because you want to see every development yeah. play out on camera. For you guys, it was probably a huge relief yeah. that you could have time spent together mm-hmm. off camera. So tell me what that looked like. What kind of time were you spending together when Ooh. the cameras weren't rolling? <gasps> Okay. Well, I don't know if I how much of this I can say. So technically, we weren't supposed to do this. We weren't supposed to see each other outside of filming. And that was instruction given by instruction. the producers. Was there anything signed? Yeah. yeah, instruction given by the producers. We did say that. Okay. So a lot of the stuff that was done was kind of done in secret. <laughs> okay. For example, like Lauren and I, after the CrossFit date. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. They also told us that, like, if we extended the date, that was kind of the loophole that Remington gave us. Okay. He was like, well, if you never really, like, leave the date, then it's okay. Okay. For example, Lauren and I, like, after the CrossFit date, we took the entire cast, and the entire cast went to McDonald's. Okay. And we all were just hanging out at McDonald's. And we all stayed there talking till, you know, probably 1 a.m. Fun. And then Lauren and I, after that, you know, we went out in the parking lot. We just kind of started talking. And then we ended up talking to like 5 a.m. that wow. night. Okay. And so was this, you, you'll have to remind me, there's mm-hmm. been a lot of episodes. Was this prior to you switching teams? This was right after I switched right teams. Right after, okay. So, yeah. I switched teams and then the, it was the group date after okay. that elimination ceremony. You stayed up till 5 a.m. talking. Stayed up till 5 a.m. talking. Because, you know, like at that time of night, like usually like, you know, there was like definitely like vibes and it's like, oh, are we going to kiss? Yeah. But that was one thing that Lauren was really good about and that we kind of just decided that like any big thing like that would happen on camera. So like sure. the f- the, when we like kissed and when we said I love you, like that was all happening real time to make okay. sure that people were seeing that. Okay. And that's something you decided together because you felt like you owed it to the show? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Like I said, I think some of my best friends from the show are honestly the cast and the crew. Okay, that's awesome. And that's why, you know, I'm willing to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. like take some sort of abuse. To me, it's just not, it's a small price to pay for the cast because I genuinely think this product that they've created is amazing and that people should watch it because it's... Why do you think people should watch it? Because... We all love that, like, very base television, that drama. <laughs> like, we hate that we love it, right? It's fast food for, like, the soul. It's, you know, it's like, it's not, it has no, like, nutritional value, but it's good. And I think that we've done this thing, especially, you know, in the world today, like, clean entertainment yeah. is a huge market right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that we give a very good, clean product. Right? It's like, I've had, like, moms come up to me and they're like, I have five kids and you're the only reality television I let them watch. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And so I feel like that's a really cool value proposition that this show has Yeah. to say, you know, okay, The Bachelorette, you know, they talk about sex and they talk Mm -hmm. about this and that, but we're going to be a clean show that doesn't have any of that in it. And we're going to give it to, you know, families, like it's more of a family show and it still kind of feeds that 
desire for that base level yeah. entertainment. Yeah, that we all love. That we all love. Hate to love. That we hate to love. Love yeah. to hate, hate yeah. to love more. Mm-hmm. I feel like season one was very much I uh, love to hate it. Yeah. <laughs> and season two was very much I hate to love it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a real accomplishment mm-hmm. on the show's part to for turn sure. it into something that I was actually like, oh, my gosh, it's Thursday night. <laughs> yeah. I have something to look forward to, yeah. you know. OK, so that first kiss on camera, mm-hmm. was that pre-planned? Not at all. Really? Yeah, because Lauren and I had talked about it. We had talked about it off camera actually that night because. That Walker, night in the parking lot. No, I, that night oh, at okay. the flower ceremony. Okay. So B had just kissed Walker. Yeah. And so Lauren and I were kind of, you know, after that talk till 5 a.m., there was definitely a really strong connection there. And we kind of said, well, should we kiss tonight? And she was like, well, you know, I don't know. Because we had had both, like, expressed the desire to kiss each Mm -hmm. other because we were up late. Mm -hmm. So that, that desire was still there. And we kind of decided, like, maybe not. Maybe, like, we'll wait. Yeah. You know, because for the health of the relationship. And then that's when Remington kind of came up to me and he was like, dude, <laughs> he's like, listen here. He's like, if you're not the first person to do it, then, you know, like someone might come swoop her up. Yeah. So that definitely like started playing in my head. And then Walker came up to me and Walker was like, dude, I know Lauren wants to kiss you. Like, I think you should kiss her and like you guys should kiss. And I was like, OK, maybe. I don't know. And then Remington came up to me again and was like, you should go kiss her. Okay. And Walker went out in front of me. He's like, I got to go talk to Lauren. And I was like, what are you going to talk to Lauren about? You're on B's team. Just kiss B. Yeah. And he said, well, I might talk you up, but I also, because Walker and Lauren, they're friends and they were friends prior to the show. Okay. So Walker said, you know, I want to talk to her about B. Mm-hmm. And that's when he went out. So I honestly didn't know that he was talking to her about me, didn't know that he was saying, hey, I think you should kiss this guy. I was just kind of waiting inside to go talk to Lauren. Yeah. And Remington was the whole time was just kind of like, do it, do it, do it. So I was like, how much of that kind of producer intervention was there? I wouldn't say a whole lot. There was definitely leading questions. Mm -hmm. That was one of the things that Remington would do, especially, you know, like the pool party was a big one where he would like ask people, what do you think about guys getting spray tans? Yeah. What do you think about being here shirtless yeah. and kind of showing off your body? And like, where do you compare against the other guys? And Lauren, prior to that, we had gone dancing okay. the week before. Yeah. She had made the comment about like me having nice arms. And so Remington brought that comment back. There was a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Where it was all the questions were just kind of like prodding and poking. And Remington, I feel like, is really, really good at knowing what to ask sure. to get the best responses. I think that's key to running a reality no, TV for show, sure. right? For sure. So you knew you wanted to do it mm-hmm. and you knew she wanted you to do it. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about doing it on camera? The funny thing about it was I came and I grabbed her and I was like, hey, let's go kind of like off. Because yeah. she was sitting right in front of these big windows. I was like, okay, I'm going to pull her to this side. Mm-hmm. Well, I just wasn't really paying attention and I went from this room, you know, there was this one room and then there was a wall, but the whole back of the building is just windows. And so we walked in front of other windows and everybody that was watching us followed us. And did you see them following mm-hmm. you? Oh, gosh. So, <laughs> so I didn't see them following us at all. And so we were standing right in front of these big glass doors. And I kind of just like looked at Lauren. And I was like, I like you a lot, mm-hmm. especially after that late night conversation and like talking with her. We just connected. Yeah. 
And I was like, oh, my gosh, I like this girl so, so, so much. It was kind of those things where it was like, I can't hold it back anymore. Mm -hmm. So I said something to her. I can't remember what I said, but it was kind of code to be like, hey, I think you're awesome. And I really, really like you. And then I kissed her in front of the camera. It wasn't that bad just because at that point I felt like I had been in front of the cameras enough to be comfortable with it. Yeah. I was definitely a little shocked when I kissed her and I just hear this roar of cheering (laughs) and I look up and just through the glass doors, I see everyone, the whole crew, the whole cast, everyone was just right there. Was she embarrassed? A little. I mean, I think we both kind of got like red in the face. The funny thing was each girl had a social media kind of person that followed them around and ours, her name's Cammie. She was fantastic. She took a bunch of pictures on her phone and then she started airdropping them to like the whole cast. Amazing. So within five minutes, Dan and Keaton had made memes about us. Amazing. Like of our first yeah. kiss. And that was like being circulated through the whole cast. We were all laughing about that. And, you know, it was fun. It was definitely interesting to kiss someone in front of other guys that are very interested in her. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably more difficult than kissing in front of the camera. Yeah, what kind of problems did that cause? I feel like all the guys on the show were really, really nice. There was definitely a little bit of beef towards the end. Okay. But most of the time, like, the guys would just kind of walk up. Beef between you and Austin at the end? Yeah, me and Austin have a little bit of beef. Okay. Just because... Just you just, were dating the same yeah, woman. Yeah, we were dating the same woman. So it's like kind of, you know, competitive jabs here and there. To each other? To each other. Yeah, well, it was usually to each other via Lauren. Okay. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was never like... We never, like, directly were like, dude, back off. Yeah. But most of it was just, especially after I kissed her, I think Devin and Matt, and they all came up to me and they were like, okay, dude, now it's on. Yeah. It's game time now. And then Johnny and, you know, Caleb, we were all really tight. Yeah. So it was never like anything too bad. We were all very supportive of each other. That's like nice. from day one. Yeah. So when did you know that this was a real relationship and that you were going to win? Mm. Win's probably not the right word, but be the Mm. man left standing. Oh, that's a very tricky question to answer. I knew I was going to make it probably to the finals, Mm -hmm. the flower ceremony after I kissed her. Immediately after? Oh, sorry. So the week after that. Okay. So I was like, okay, judging other people's interactions that Lauren and I had, being able to like see that. Mm Mm-hmm. That was one thing I was like, okay, I think I can make it to the final two. The one thing was is that Austin was still on B's team at that time. Mm-hmm. And Lauren would still talk to me about Austin. That was like one thing that was kind of weird about our relationship is that she would talk to me about the other guys. Like express interest in mm-hmm. them? Okay. Yeah. How did that make you feel? I think I just accepted it as part of the situation we were in. Yeah. That was the biggest thing, you know, just to say, okay, we're in this relationship Mm-hmm. I think my goal right now is to be as supportive of Lauren as I can be. Mm-hmm. It was really tough for her sending people home. Like Lauren hates hurting people's feelings. Yeah. So she's like, it's just such a genuinely sweet person that that was really tough for her mm-hmm. to send people home just in general. And so she would talk with me and say, you know, who would you send home? And it usually came down to me asking her a bunch of questions to help her gauge where she stood. Yeah. Yeah. But with all that happening, like Austin was still on B's team. And and like, she was telling you she was interested in mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And there would be like a couple times like later on 
when we got the okay from Remington to like hang out with people. Mm-hmm. That was when it was, I think like the final four is when we got started like getting that okay to hang out outside the show. I see. That seems like a wild choice to me because I feel like that's when yeah. things get really intense and to not capture that on camera. Yeah. Maybe Remington's just a nice person. Yeah, I think Remington saw that a lot of us were having... Sorry, it was the final three. It was the final three that... Okay. Because, yeah, it was me, Austin, and Caleb. When it got to that point, we started hanging out. I think Remington just realized that a lot of us were getting into serious relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. B and Walker and, and Keaton were... They were getting very serious with each other. And yeah. Austin and I and even Caleb, we were all very serious about Lauren. Yeah. And so to get... We were kind of at that point where it was... Let's figure out how to make this work. Yeah. And I think Remington just kind of had pity on us a little bit. <laughs> he was just like, because <laughs> sure. like all of us were like, can we please just like, yeah, like we want to be with each other. Like we care about each other. And so I think Remington was just finally like broke. Whatever. You broke him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we broke him. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, whatever, do it. So that's kind of when we started like, you know, hanging out more outside the show. And most of it was still following that loophole, like the pool party. Mm-hmm. We par up that pool party lasted from like four till nine or ten is when like the cameras left. Okay. And I think like we all kind of like stayed and like waited. Mm-hmm. And it was like Austin and I were like the last two there. That was kind of when the beef between the two of us started. Is it was like, okay, who can wait out the longest? And I was like, dude. My parents live right down the road. I can go sleep there tonight if yeah, like, yeah, yeah. comes the worst. I was like, I was like, I'm not leaving. So I think Lauren and I like that night we ended up staying awake and like talking till like two, three a.m. Okay. And Ellie and Scott were there too, so we didn't feel too bad about it. <laughs> but uh, you shouldn't. So by now, people mm-hmm. have watched the finale. Mm-hmm. Lauren picks you. Mm-hmm. You seem really happy. Very. I was ecstatic. We had a conversation. During the men tell all. Mm-hmm. For me, <laughs> I'm still not sure what happened. I think that anyone who watches that would probably feel the same way. For sure. It's not totally clear where things fell apart between you two. It seems like they fell apart fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. I want you to elaborate as much or little as you feel comfortable okay. doing. Yeah. First off, switching from show mode to reality, mm-hmm. extremely difficult. Tell me why. I think going from this hyper-romanticized world where you go on these elaborate dates to these awesome places. Yeah, and, you know, paid like, for. Paid for. Everything's paid for. And, yeah. like, you know, like you're also in this constant competition. That was like one thing that like Lauren expressed that was kind of tough for her is she felt like after the show was over that I kind of stopped fighting for her was her words. Because who were you fighting against? Yeah. And in my opinion, I was like, well, I thought I won, right? Yeah. I was like, the show's over. Like, I don't feel like I should have to fight necessarily. Sure. And with Lauren and I, both of us are just like starry-eyed romantics. And mm-hmm. we both are. And so when real things started coming up, that's when it kind of started getting rough. Real things like, like conversations. Mm-hmm. Like we started talking about like getting married and we started talking about like, well, where we wanted to live and how mm-hmm. our family would look. Seems really soon, right? Very soon. Did it feel soon? It didn't feel soon at all, which was kind of the crazy thing about it. Okay. And I was talking with my parents, you know, I was like, this is really fast. Is this right? And my parents, like the only thing they told me, they just said, well, does it feel right? Yeah. Did it? It felt super right. So that was honestly the hardest thing was being in a relationship that felt really, really good. Yeah. 
and still not letting it work out. That's why, you know, at the Mentel, I got really, really emotional. Yeah. And, you know, I, I bawled my eyes out. <laughs> so Lauren and I, it just became clear to me that we just wanted different things in life. And she mentioned something about like, like we had like the, the things were like where we wanted to live, what our family looked like, expectations in a relationship. Lauren's like a very codependent person, right? When she's in a relationship, she likes to be with that person all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's wrong. She gets that energy mm-hmm. from being together, you know, mm-hmm. kind of that very extroverted personality of hers. Where I love being with like the person that I'm in, but I also need alone time. Yeah. And that was like one thing that like Lauren and I could never really reconcile because there would be hurt feelings, right? When I was like, well, I need to be alone right now. And Lauren's like, well, I need you. Okay. And so that was honestly kind of like the big thing. And so if I went to be alone, Lauren would feel like I was kind of abandoning her. Mm -hmm. That's why going to Oregon after the show was over was really, really tough. The timeline of Oregon is not clear. How long were you there? So I was there for nine days. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. But to watch it, it sounded like you were there for six months. I don't think anyone understands <laughs> yeah. what happens yeah. with Oregon. Yeah, so with Oregon, there was a lot that happened there. And that's kind of where we had some, I think, fights just because we were together like every day for like leading up to the show. It's kind of weird, like looking at it from a normal perspective, but mm-hmm. like being in it, it was very, very normal. Lauren would go and hang out with Austin or hang out with Caleb, and then we would hang out. Mm-hmm. And that was just like very normal. Okay. She'd spend time with mm-hmm. She'd spend time with all whomever, three of us. Yeah. And then you were the person she saw at the end of it. Yeah, Is usually. that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Usually at the end of the night. And like we were staying up super late at night. We would just like sit up and talk. Like that was the one thing about Lauren and I. We would just like talk and talk and talk. So you would have these long conversations and you talk mm-hmm. and talk and talk, but stuff never came up like what do you want in a future family or where do you want to live? No, they did. It was just still... I think because of the show aspect of it and Lauren never being like 100% sure of who she was going to pick. Yeah. It was still very hypothetical. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because mm-hmm. it was like, you know, I'd be like, well, where do you like want to live and like all this stuff. And so I, that was part of that reality switch is like you no longer have like other guys to like mm-hmm. fall back on. You had no longer have other guys to like talk to. Yeah. It's just the two of us. And I think that that switch was, like, difficult, you know, for both of us. Because, like, you know, I guess I kind of got my alone time when she was like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with Austin. I was like, okay, I don't like who you're hanging out with, but it allowed me to go do things that, like, I wanted to do. Yeah. You know. And so that was, like, really difficult going to Oregon. um, With your family, right? With my family, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was just – it was honestly kind of just, like, a fluke thing. My parents, I asked them, and I was like, hey, do you think it would be a good idea? And they were like, oh, yeah. To, to bring her. To bring her. And they yeah. were like, yeah, that would be great. And we were renting a car to go up there. And, like, at the last—my mom, like, went to go and just, like, assumed that she could get, like, an extra seat. Mm-hmm. And to, like, increase the car size, it was, like, an extra, like— 1200 bucks and my oh, parents sure. were like I, we just can't afford that right now yeah that was difficult for like my parents too and then my parents just kind of brought up the point well it's also like your little sister's going on a mission maybe it's a kind of like a good thing that this happened like it's just going to be the family yeah um 
And so then that's kind of like when Lauren and I, we talked and we tried to like figure out what would work for us, like how we would be apart basically. Yeah. And that was kind of when the cracks started to form. Okay. Because, you know, I was saying, okay, well, Lauren, I'm going to Oregon. Like that's something that I'm going to do. Um, how can we make this work? Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, can we like text a bunch and Marco Polo and FaceTime? And it, she was just like, yeah, like that's okay. But like sometimes I'll just like, I just need you here. And that was kind of, that was really difficult for me because I was like, see my dad like grow up and like travel for work. I was like, yeah, my mom figures it out. So like that was just kind of, it was a foreign concept for me. Okay. Like Lauren's like, that need for like time and quality time. It was honestly like very foreign to me. Okay. Um, just because, you know, I like figured if you say like, oh, I miss you and I love you. That's like, right. That sure. they, you know, and that's like how my brain works. When someone sets, tells me something, mm-hmm. I'm very like believing, which is good and bad. But <laughs> sure. um, so that happened in Oregon. And I think because we were just, apart we just had a lot of like miscommunications like yeah we just had a lot of miscommunications just about things in life and then we came back and there was the miscommunication that we talked about during the mental law where i got home and that's honestly one of the mistakes that i made i think in that relationship is we started like sharing locations with each other mm-hmm. through the find my friends mm-hmm and so, like, we always knew where each other was. Mm-hmm. Were. Right? Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I was like, I can't talk right now. I'm, like, thinking of other things. We, we, and so there was this kind of, like, I, I'd say it's almost like a little bit of mistrust that formed a little bit. Okay. Because especially during, like, the last week of filming, I would, you know, see her with Austin. Okay. And that was, like, really, really tough for me. Mm-hmm. Out in the wild, you'd see them together? Yeah, because, you know, Austin's family lives up in Draper, and, you know, and so I would see them, like, at, like after they did the the hometowns, like, Austin, they, they would go up there. Yeah. And that was really, really tough. Yeah. To, to be there. So, and to, like, watch that. And so I think there, that was kind of, like... There was like a little bit of mistrust that was just kind of dormant and we didn't yeah. really see it. Yeah. And I think because, you know, the hyper romanticized state that we were in, we didn't really see a lot of the cracks. And Lauren and I are both, you know, like I said, we're like huge romantics. Mm-hmm. So when re- like reality hits, it's hard for both of us. So when did things really fall apart? Um, so the day after I got back from Oregon, we went and we sat down together and we talked and I felt like, you know, it was kind of the whole thing that was like, I'm right, you're acting crazy and vice versa. Sure. Right? <laughs> Where it was just like it was like, I'm right, Lauren, and Lauren was like, No, Jake, I'm right. And I don't think either of us were right in that moment. Yeah. Like I think both of us were just acting silly. And then, you know, like we kind of calmed down and like kind of like got over the fight aspect and we just started talking mm-hmm. and 
it was kind of in that moment where like we were talking and like Lauren, you know, just like that's when we started saying things like, oh, like where do you want to live? And like being like, well, okay, well, what if like we lived here? And like, would that like, would you be happy with that? And it was like, no. And it was like, okay, well. Like, where's here? So Lauren loves the sun. Yeah. So she's like Texas, Florida. And Lauren mm. loves Texas and Florida. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just my personality, but I'm like, I'm always trying to move to places where it's really rainy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to move to Oregon and I want to move back to Germany and I want to move to New York. Yeah. And really just in general, I want to travel. Like, I don't, I get bored of places Really How fast. old are you? I'm 24. Okay. So, and you know, that may change in the future. We, yeah. You never know. But it was stuff like that where it was like, this is what I want. And Lauren has like, she's very much like a planner and yeah. has like definitive things set out. Mm-hmm. Very Type black a. and white. Lauren is very black and white and yeah. I'm very gray. Okay. And that was where it was still stuff like that. Like, she's like, oh, I have to raise my kids in San Antonio, Texas, because that's where I or go to high school in San Antonio because that's where I went to high school and it was the best like thing for like my her personal growth. And I was thinking, well, I want to work for Nike. Mm-hmm. And that's in Portland. And there's nothing in Texas for Nike. Well, and these I... are both kind of ideals, yeah, right? They're, they're, and exactly. They're both ideals. And so... Nowhere to it, meet in the yeah, middle. Yeah, there was like... It was hard to find that middle ground. And then it was... From there, we kind of like spun off into like... Well, Lauren, I I like listening to like Lil Wayne music and you hate that and like like you don't like the fact that I listen to it, like even if it's not around you. Okay. And so it was like stuff like that where it was like, oh, I don't feel like that's a bad thing, mm-hmm. but you do. Or like, you know, like rated our movies, like that was like something that, you know, was very a touchy subject for her because okay. of stuff that happened in her past. And... So these, like, little things kind of started, like, building on each other, and then it kind of got to, like, that nitty-gritty where kind of like what I said earlier about Lauren being that person that, like, is when you're in a relationship, you, like, become that – you become one, Mm -hmm. and you work together, and you do that, whereas my personal belief is I want to be in a relationship that's full of love, but at the same time – still be an independent person, still be able to be who I am. Okay. Uh, kids was one of the talking points mm-hmm. that Lauren brought up. Yeah. That was a little out of context. Okay. Um, and that's, that's one thing that... <laughs> okay. This is one thing that has to be said. After breaking up with Lauren, I did something that was probably very silly. Um, when I break up with people, I kind of just like try to like cut them out of my life. Okay. Not because I'm, like, angry or because I'm upset with them, just simply because it's easier for me emotionally and mentally mm-hmm. to just, like, not see them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, I unfollowed Lauren and blocked her on, like, social media just because it was just really, really, really tough. Okay. You just didn't want to encounter yeah. any of it. I was like, I just don't want to, like, be around it. It's so hard for me yeah. to just, like, because it's, you know, just, like, having your ex, like, pop up on your feed all the time. I was just like. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. I can't do this. And I knew that more was coming. Yeah. And there was just some misunderstandings when we did end things where I felt like, you know, I felt like I was very clear with 
this is why we don't work. And mm-hmm. Lauren, being the romantic, you know, just the adorable romantic, was like, no, we can figure it out. We can work on it. And we can do that. Okay. And Lauren said, you know, I believe that any two people can figure out any problem. And I agree with that. But it's hard when, like, you want just very different things. And so the kid's point was Lauren wants to be a mom. Like, that's, like, that's what she wants. Yeah. And I, of course, I want kids. Um, I just don't know when. Yeah. And that kids right now are such an abstract concept for me. And so a couple weeks ago, Lauren and I, well, the day after the show premiered, I saw Lauren at the premiere, and it was very, very rough. Okay. There's just a lot of animosity, and there was just like this kind of like, are we going to be friends? Like, how are we going to do this? And it just kind of it became very, very clear very quickly that it was like maybe we should just like not talk, which okay. is difficult because of the position we were in. Yeah. And which was it was my decision to kind of take that position. So the mental law was the first time we had talked since the premiere. Okay. And it wasn't the first time we had been around each other because, you know, like we have the same friend groups. We were going sure. to Provost Massageable things together. And we were just like, we would just straight up ignore each other. We okay. just wouldn't talk to each other, wouldn't look at each other. So a lot of, there was a lot of like pent up animosity because of that. Yeah. And so... About a week prior to that, I actually wrote, texted Lauren and said, hey. A week prior to the mental law. Oh, yeah, to the mental law. I was like, hey, you know what? I'm sorry for how I've been acting. I realize now that it was wrong. I need to improve myself, be a little bit better. And she came back and just said, you know, thanks for the apology. And I tried to explain to her, you know, say, like, this is why we didn't work out. It wasn't yeah. because of anything that we did. It wasn't because we're bad people. And one of the points that I brought up was kids. And I, in the text, the direct quote says, I didn't know if I wanted kids. Yeah. And it was definitely an oversimplification. Okay. Because she came back with the same thing saying, I think any two people can work out problems. And I said, I agree. And that's just like somewhere where we just butt heads. It's like, I agree with you, Lauren, but I don't want what you want. And she kept saying, well, we could have worked through it. And I said, no, we don't want the same things. And so the kids thing was definitely an oversimplification of what I originally meant. I mean, I definitely said I didn't want kids in the text. And, you know, at the time, like, I was, like, really questioning it. But, yeah, that was one thing that was just kind of tough because that was a a very private conversation that we had. Mm -hmm. And to hear it kind of just, like, thrown out there, that's when I got really upset. And to be fair, I don't think Lauren, like I said, Lauren doesn't try to hurt people ever. She's just so sweet. And I think it was just a lot of... Like I said, it was the first time we talked. Yeah. And we weren't even talking to each other. And that's tough to have yeah. a camera crew and an mm-hmm. audience there. Yeah. And, you know, going through any breakup, that's especially like a rough breakup where you're in love with the person and you see a future happening. And then having to like what people tell me when, you know, they like kind of come up to me and they're like, what's it like? I was like, think of like your best relationship and your worst breakup. Now put them together. Yeah. Now rewatch that with like everyone yeah like rewatch it with her friends rewatch it with your friends and then like get them all everybody in a room and then just let each other like basically yell at each other how are you guys now um (laughs) 
I would say we're probably pretty much where the men tell all left it. Okay. No context like, since then. Um, I, I received a text from her. And after receiving that text, it was just kind of like the nail in the coffin, like okay. the final nail. I was just like, okay, this is it. And like I said, I love Lauren to death. I think she's one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my entire life. I don't think she did anything wrong with the whole thing. Post-breakup, the two of us, I think we've both just been very childish and petty. I'll be the first person to say I'm like, <laughs> I'm so petty. Right now, yeah, we're just, I think it's better to just like let stuff kind of sure. be dormant and just let it like kind of ride out. In the finale, you said something interesting to her. Mm -hmm. uh, you said, I have my demons. Mm -hmm. What did you mean by that? Hmm. That's interesting. How much of myself do I want to share? And again, up to you. You can disclose as much or as little as you want. It's, yeah, uh, it's a point I've seen multiple people ask about. Definitely. So it all comes back to Lauren's divorce. Okay. Lauren went through a really, really tough divorce that really shaped a lot of her, how she views relationships. Yeah. And one of the things that came up semi-frequently in our relationship was similarities between myself and her ex-husband. Okay. For example, I have a problem with swearing. Like, I'll be the first person to admit it. My parents hate it. But <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I swear, you know, watching rated R movies, music, as well as some other, like, personal matters. Those are, like, similarities. Yeah. And... That was one thing that, you know, like I before, like moving forward, I wanted Lauren to like address it. And I wanted her to, you know, say like, yo, I was like, this is a real thing, Lauren. And like, we're about to end this show. And I know Austin's going home. Yeah. Because, you know, like I saw him leave. And I was like, and now I want to. I want to make sure that like we're in the same place. And it was like ultimately those problems that like ended our relationship okay it was those demons yeah those demons where it was just like but earlier you were talking about listening to Lil Wayne which, mm -hmm. again in the, any other context this would be like <laughs> what are you talking about how is that a demon right this uh -huh, is what yeah. makes Provo's most eligible so unique is yeah. that like that's a not for better or worse I'm not saying it's good or bad yeah. but the fact that that's 100%. like a big issue is something mm -hmm. that's very unique to the show and I Definitely. think probably a reason the viewership that you guys have yep. can relate to us so strongly. 100%. But do you feel like it's an actual demon or is, is it something you want to change or is it something that you think is part of you? Mm -hmm. that... I know that was a very convoluted <laughs> question and I hope you can answer. Yeah. I, I hope you know what I'm trying to ask. No, I, I think I do. <sighs> okay. So being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, like yeah. we're constantly told, like, improve, become better. We're given guidelines of how we should live our lives. Yeah. And, you know, like, for the strength of youth, like, the pamphlet that all the youth are given, mm -hmm. there says, like, don't listen to music that has, you know, explicit lyrics and yeah. stuff like that. And, you know, like, other stuff like that. That's something that, yes, I do. Like, I'm always trying to improve myself. Yeah. As a person, as a Christian, as a member of the church, I'm always trying to improve myself. Sure. And there are times, and especially with, you know, Lauren being black and white and saying, like, this is good and this is bad. Mm -hmm. That was something that I felt at the time I would be willing to sacrifice. So, for example, I didn't swear for two months. Okay. Because I knew that Lauren hated it. After the very first night, the very first night I had made a comment that, I swore. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I don't like that. 
And so from so from that time to the time we broke up, I think I said damn once. Okay. And I was like, that was it. Yeah. Which is which is impre- like it's crazy because like I I mean, I grew up working construction. At mm-hmm. the time, I was still working construction. Mm-hmm. Not to say that all construction people like swear, but like it's definitely like kind of that rough, rugged yeah. environment. And so stuff like that, you know, I stopped watching rated R movies, which like is was a big sacrifice for me because I love cinema. I love, yeah. like, you know, that's one thing that I really am passionate about. And some of my like most favorite movies are rated R, like. Sure. The Grand Budapest Hotel and The Black Klansman, like those are movies that I love yeah. and they're rated R. And so that was something that, you know, I just said, you know, I can give those up. Like if that's something that she doesn't like, I can give it up. Like that, that's, that's something so small to me that at the time, you know, that was I could give it up. And music was kind of like that last like bastion of like my personality. And Lauren walked in once. While I was listening, like a Lil Wayne song came on. Yeah. And, you know, is that a particularly graphic point of the song? It's Mona Lisa by Lil Wayne. Okay. And it was just like this one point where, you know, a lot of swear words are said and she was just, you know, offended. And I, it kind of, it came to that point where like I started asking myself that question, like, is this something that I genuinely want to give up because I feel like it's a sin or I feel like it's, Something that needs to be given up. And that's something that I started asking my family about. Because my family's like, they're very, like, I'm kind of the black sheep of the family. Sure. <laughs> and they're, you know, very, like, conservative. And it was interesting to, like, hear my conservative parents and siblings and their, you know, the in-laws kind of weigh in. And for them to be like, that's not a sin. Like, that's not a problem. And so at that point, it kind of became a question for myself, like... Do I feel okay listening to this? And I've taken a, like, a long, hard look, not because of Lauren or anything, but because, you know, I want to be better. Sure. Like, I'm always looking for ways to improve myself. And there are certain things that I was like, you know what, maybe this form of media isn't the best. Like, it just, like, breeds whatever mm-hmm. negative emotion. And so when it comes to those, like, negative emotions, I try to cut that out of my life. Because I just I want to keep like the positivity in my life. I still listen to Lil Wayne a lot. <laughs> that being said, because <laughs> I some of those songs I have like deep emotional connections yeah. to, and you know like they mean a lot. Like "Drop the World" by Lil Wayne, which is like one of my favorite songs of all time, was shown to me by my cousin. Yeah. So it has this like really deep sentimental value, and I don't think I will ever stop listening to that song. Yeah. And so that's just kind of part of who I am. Okay. And so that was. I think as I've, like, since moving past and, like, ending the relationship with Lauren and moving past that, I've started realizing, like, maybe that's not necessarily bad, but that's just, like, part of who I am. And so that's kind of where the whole demons thing comes from. It was this thing that Lauren and I had, you know, talked about on multiple occasions, and I finally wanted to kind of confront her, and I kind of used the cameras as kind of the questioning to see yeah and i think at the time like lauren was very accepting and she was like you know what and i think it was then later on where i started asking myself is that really a demon is that really a problem Mm -hmm. or is this something like you know that's just like part of who i am well and isn't that kind of why you date to 100 discover uh what two people can compromise or not compromise on and definitely continue or stop a relationship yeah and i think that's just 
the one difference between regular dating and dating on a dating show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that most of the time, you know, I would date that I would date someone yeah. like Lauren, you know, let's say Lauren and I date in any other circumstance, it would not be a problem. Sure. Like I would probably just be like, oh yeah, like we just have different interests and I would walk away and all my friends would be like, oh yeah, like whatever. Yeah. But because like so many people see it and they like have become emotionally invested in it and yeah. like not only invested in the show, but like in me as a person and in in Lauren as a person. Right. And then to just, you know, like they wanted us to work out. And I, I like am so happy that, you know, like that people support the show and support us. Yeah. But it's just kind of wild that, you know, it's like everyone has been here before. Yeah. And so to hear like kind of negative comments coming at either of us, I think it's silly because I'm like anybody who's ever gone on a date or has, you know, dated anyone for any length of time has been in this exact same position with Lauren and I. Yeah. Ours just happened to be filmed <laughs> and shown to everyone. So. And so people are entitled to their opinions yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, Jake, I could talk to you about all of this for hours. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm like, I mean, just in general. In general. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a rough mental <laughs> for not just you. I think it was rough for a lot of people. Yeah. It was definitely an intense night. Mm-hmm. But are you doing all right? Yeah. No, mentally, emotionally, I think it was honestly the most cathartic thing okay. for me Yeah. to watch that final scene. Sure. And to like kind of just be like, oh, well, at the beginning of the the premiere, Lauren texted me and she was like, this is kind of the start of us not talking. Mm-hmm. I I responded. She's like, hey, we should probably get together and talk. And I was just like, I can't do that right now. Yeah. Um, but the thing I told Lauren, I was like, let's let's remember all the good and let's forget all the bad. Yeah. And I genuinely, like, want to do that. Like, I look back and I watch the show and, like, rewatching it just, like, made me smile because mm-hmm. it was this, like, time of just, like, pure joy and just pure amazement that, you know, I never thought I would ever be anywhere. You know, like, I never thought that I would be famous. Sure. <laughs> like, I, I never thought, you know, that, like, people would care about me and, like, support me on this level. Yeah. And it's been honestly just a very humbling, very beautiful experience to have people like everybody wants to know what other people think about them, I think. <laughs> and <Yep. laughs> and I got to have that experience. Like I like people, I, people, random people. Yeah. Tell me what they think about me. Yeah. All the time. Right. Recaps. About yeah. For good or for good or yeah. for bad, you yeah. know, and. Like, I get to just sit there and just enjoy it all. And it's it's once something that, you know, everybody's, you know, that question that kids, like, ask, like, what superpower would you have? Mm-hmm. My que- my thing has always been I want to read minds because I just want to know what people think about me. Sure. Which I don't know if it's healthy, but. <laughs> no, it's yeah. human for yeah. sure. Um, but that I just wanted to know what people think about me. And yeah. people think, and, you know, for good or for bad, like, whatever they think, it's just been really cool to just see people support and love and criticize and to go, okay, well, maybe I can change that. Maybe that's something that I can do better. Yeah. And I can, I honestly, with this whole thing with Lauren, like I look back at it, I'm like, there's a lot of stuff that I can do better. There's a lot of things that I will improve. You know, I learned a lot from Lauren. I just, 
she has so many amazing traits mm -hmm. that I, you know, want in my future wife. Mm -hmm. And so looking at her and just like looking at our time together, I see it as just something positive with knowing everything I know now, going through all the experiences that have gone, the good and the bad, I would do this a thousand times over. Oh, good. Yeah. I was going to ask. I'm yeah, I would, I would do it a thousand times over. Loved every second of it. Still loving every second of it. It's just been, good. it's been really difficult and really challenging. But at the end of the day, I'm just, like I said, I'm happy. Good. I'm confident. I've just, you know, didn't think this would ever happen. Well, Jake, I think you're a really good sport. Thanks. <laughs> um, it's our job here at the Beehive to mm -hmm. recap this season. Yep. Um, and it's been really fun to see how it's played out. Mm -hmm. uh, train wreck of a mental all aside, <laughs> it's been a pleasure to watch you. Yep. Um, I hope only the best for you in your Thanks. future. Thanks for coming. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thank you.